Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Lily Beyond, a burnout prevention coach for high achievers. And she helps you to have that healthy work-life balance with physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Hey, Lily, fantastic. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you love working with? Mm. So I've been an active life coach since 2017. I first got certified then, leaving my corporate job and after my own burnout. So to, I really felt this need to, hey, because we work with a lot with startups and, and startup mm. innovation. We had world premieres of flying cars, like really the thing. It's going to push the boundaries of humanity in a sense, not to, to speak to Heidi, but like I, what I've sensed there is like, oh, those founders, they struggle so much inside. They need to keep up the facade outside, like all the things that are so pretty and so good and so out mm. there, but like, oh, what's really happening inside and are they actually crumbling and almost, yeah, crumbling under the pressure of building the big thing and being so smart, but using the intelligence or the smartness against themselves. Yeah, so, so it's that what it's pressure, about. it's their desire, it's a thing that they're building yeah. that can be their biggest downfall. Yeah, yeah. And I see this so often, like you have these spurts and you have these, oh, these, these things you want to push and then boom, almost always you can almost predict, okay, when someone is so out there, ooh, yeah, the fall is right around the corner. And really to prevent that and to be onto yourself and what you are creating with your the thing between your ears. <laughs> this is just something we never learn in school. I mean, I remember back in school after graduation, I wrote a letter to the Austrian government saying all the things that are not working in the school system, never got an answer. But like, no, we don't learn that in school. And so this is why yeah. we need to do that as grown-ups. And it is both. Yeah, it is strategy, but also like how. It's my strategy to, yeah, yeah. to take so care you, of yourself along the process. With your clients, when they come to you, what do you find time and time again that here's the here's the starting point, here's the biggest you know, belief or the block that they have that you continuously have to help them to overcome? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, for the ones who, so it's it's so bottom line, it's high achieving women that I work with mainly. And they just don't like time for themselves. Like everybody comes before them. Yes, they have mm-hmm. busy schedules. Yes, they have big projects. Yes, they try to sneak in the occasional retreat weekend or holiday or 
luxury purchase, whatever it is, but like, oh, is it really nurturing you inside out? And can you do that on a daily consistent basis? I mean, I'm not sure in the recording, you won't see the background, but I have this background of these little tiles. Yeah, these little, I almost say like daily pennies, these little daily things you should, you need to do every single day that will add up to something big and then will create something for your life. It can either create you really draining and burning out and then setting, putting all your eggs in one basket and this thing crumbling and then you losing all sense of identity, which happened to me. <laughs> I know exactly what it feels like. Or like, what can you do to really ooh, soften the curve almost? And yeah, yeah. What, I, what I see like is, sorry. Well, I can say one thing you said there, it, is it really nurturing you? It's like, oh, I love mm. that line. Is it yeah. really nurturing you? We we teach, yeah. you know, does it, is it serving you or are you serving it, whatever it mm. is? Now with that, the things that you said, you know, the, the purchases, the, the the weekends away or whatever it might be that you, you're trying to add on to, to take some time for you, is it really nurturing or is it just a, a, a mask? And then you're straight back to it. So I love your angle on that. Um, it sounds very authentic and you know, caring over time rather than just a one-off a band-aid on a broken leg, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is really, I mean, I tried the, the quick fix. <laughs> I'm honest. Yeah. We all tried it at some point, right? Like there needs to be something like this little pill that will help me push through whatever. Like, yes, maybe. But like, is it really serving you long-term? And like I lo always love to, to visualize this this baseline thing. Like, what's your baseline? And is mm. it day by day? Is it lowering? And it's always harder to bounce back. And you whatever you do, like the lack of sleep, something is like, yeah. is the the downfall <laughs> deeper than what you had before? And this is what we need to stabilize. Like, what's the baseline you're bouncing back towards to be able just to have this more emotional bandwidth to deal with the things you want to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I also had the idea of like, like, screw it all. I'm moving to Bali, like disconnecting from the whole thing. Yeah. But if you love what you do and you love to make an impact and you maybe have a family or other uh, yeah, things you committed to, like, how do you deal with that? How do you there do is another way. It? How do you, how do you mm. manage and maintain every aspect? Because as a business owner, you know this. So your journey is you've, you've been through burnouts. You've been through the horrendous aftermath of that. And that fueled your passion to build yeah. the business that you have today. So many yeah. coaches, so many consultants teach exactly what they needed, what they went through so that oh, mm. no one else should have to go through this because there is a better way. And there is the burning desire. So what was it like for you when you first decided, yes, damn it, I'm going to be the coach. I want to help women with burnout before they get there. This is what I want to do. Mm. At first, to be very honest, it felt like, ooh, like, I don't know, ladies out there, maybe if you stepped into your mom's shoes as a little girl when going into a closet and stepping into the high heels, like ooh, it felt a little too big and to be honest in the beginning. And also people didn't really get it in my environment. It was so interesting. This, hmm, hmm is it like you? I mean, you almost crashed right now and you want to help now others? Like, oof, I knew like this was on my timeline. I now yeah. know it's so much deeper now. So I, I always see like, okay, I saw the timeline kind of ahead of me and it looked like a dot. <laughs> 
but now I see like the, the, the breadth of it and like, okay, it was a timeline. And yes, it took a while. I mean, I'm in my fifth year now. I started 2017. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had a couple of iterations and pivots and things. But like I was was the constant in all of it. And then I know I feel now like every time an onion layer got peeled off. And, and it's like it was, I think entrepreneurship is the ultimate spiritual awakening and growth journey oh, you can go through. There's nowhere to hide, is there? You are on, yeah. on a pedestal. You are seen. It's your decisions. You're the one driving this. So ultimately yeah. it comes down to you. So as you progress through these, you know, two, three, four, five years, what was it like for you? Because it sounds like you started with imposter syndrome. You were like doubting yourself. Who am I to be doing this? And other people, whether they actually said it or you just made it up in your head, they were saying the same thing, which fueled that, that, but you were able to continue to move forward. So what was your journey like as you grew and evolved your business? Hmm. Oh, um, this is also why I love the podcast title so much, this forgetting. <laughs> Because I I I am a very intuitive, creative person. If I look back to childhood and all the past, like was always there. But really, these past five years, when I was in the startup environment, it was pure hustle culture. Like literally sleeping, crashing at the office on the couch, kind of thing. Wow. Like really living on your limit. I mean, it was our twenties. I mean, you have a little more energy in this decade, but. Still, I'm learning this when you're so up in your head and so constructing and so mm. metrics driven and all like and this, this grip and then this the sharpness in it. And I mm-hmm. knew there was this other side, more this this intuitive soft thing. I, I knew it was there. I, I could remember glimpses of like little flashbacks <laughs> came to me at some point. But really meeting that side of me again and then reconnecting to that part. I think this nice. was so it really essentially the growth journey, yeah. It was about you unforgetting yourself. It was about you remembering what you, where your passions were, what you enjoyed, yeah. what it was like when you felt that that flow rather than resistance and, yeah. and struggle. It was yeah. what makes me happy, what feels easy, what just seems to mm-hmm. work well. Yeah. And again, we do forget this along the way, all these different aspects as we go into jobs and relationships and situations that mm-hmm. maybe for the right reasons, but doesn't quite work out. And I think especially if you come out of employment or a traditional work environment, mm. it is it is a different mindset. It is different thing. Like just like there is no monthly payment. There's no monthly payout in the first year. We can say that now, right? <laughs> this is just unstable. And like I, for me, I think it was way too hard for me in the beginning because I needed this clear cut. I wanted to leave this world for whatever cost. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... I jumped right in full time and this was putting this additional pressure on like, okay, now you have your head and you have to find the strategy and learn a totally new skill set and mindset to to make it. And you have the added existential pressure of like, oh, am I going to make it actually? I mean, I'm so glad. I'm really blessed that I have my husband who who could share the load with, but I think it's the biggest tip. And if I work with clients that, that want to make the transition into entrepreneurship, it's always this please make it easier on you. Like what is something you can do on a side? Like if it's some, some small, like it some small consulting, like, like you have two legs. It's not like jumping with two legs all the time. So you're allowed to use your both legs. One leg can be still in 
in some kind of part-time part thing. Yeah, it's finding yeah, the right sort of balance for you yeah. because there's a couple of sort of beliefs within everything you just said, which you know, some people hold to be true or not. I mean, having a, a full-time job, the security of that, it's only perceived security. In reality, right. most people could be let go within, what, a couple of weeks, a month? So in reality, nowadays, there yeah. isn't actually any security, but there is that perceived security and that perception is huge. And you said yeah. when you went in, it was the extra pressure of, I need this to work. I, I, there's no payments. Some people have walked straight into their own business and revenue comes in for a month, one week, one. It is possible. So mm. to find the right way that works for you authentically, yeah. I think that's the real thing. Finding what's right for you. Don't put extra pressure on yourself, but find the right angle. And then you will start to make things work rather than hustle, drive. I need to do this because that energy into a business, it's not going to work out well, not long term. There's there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. So good. So tell me about where you are now because you're, (laughs) oh, you've moved forward. You're five years in. You're growing and evolving your business, which is fantastic. So Right now, as you reach the level that you are with all these women that you've been helping along the way, where's the focus with your business? Where are you now coming up against your your next level challenge? Um, so up until now, it was all referrals. I'm very grateful for that. So it was yeah. really past clients, colleagues, make an introduction, like, hey, check her out. Mm-hmm. Like all occasional referral thing. It is beautiful. I think it is the, the best thing to start with, but oof. I mean, still you have to show up, you have to nurture this relationship. So it's, it's a lot of manual work still. So, so my next phase is definitely how to build a body of work even. And yeah, like something that's like a value bank, almost like something that's really out there that, that builds up over time and then people can find it and have some strategic partnerships or really some, yeah, some, groups to really tap into and then surf with and cross yeah cross yeah, the, even yeah with referrals I mean I knew this when I was yeah. running my UK business when I first started oh my gosh I was so proud of the fact that you know everything comes from referrals and word of mouth I use that as a badge of honor now I realize I was hiding so I didn't have mm. to do the marketing I didn't have to put money towards it I didn't have to put my face out there and <laughs> risk people saying bad things yeah. or not liking me it was and then I realized on the second part, it's, it's not scalable. You've got no control over this referral word of mouth. So it's, I think it's a badge of honor that a lot of people, including me, went through and realized, ah, there's a better way. There's another way. Um, but now I've got to do things that may be slightly scary, slightly uncomfortable. Is that where you're at now, where you're going to scale your business, but you've got to do things that are ooh, slightly out of your comfort zone? You know what? I, I love it that you say it like this because I had the exact opposite experience. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> it's so fascinating now that you put that out there like this because I was kind of, my first investments were in like, okay, make this webinar funnel and Facebook ads and yeah. Instagram and da-da-da and like everything external. So in the first place, I didn't want to talk to my closest people. Uh-huh. So I almost felt more comfortable talking to strangers about this. So it took me then like in the first, second year then, like, okay, if I talk to people and if I, it's actually easy. Yeah? So it's 
interesting as you can have the same yeah. <laughs> i love that you the same circumstance totally different belief systems around that mm -hmm. ah it's 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 mind-blowing yeah really powerful so what, yeah. what didn't work at that time if you were making the funnels and doing the advertising what what wasn't working that made you turn to to the referrals to your your network mm, i think i did it out of the wrong reasons like you said with the hiding yeah what was it for me was it hiding i don't know hiding for sure for sure giving away responsibility oh giving nice. away ownership so let's let's tie an anchor point to that and bring it into the present day so now as you're you're scaling your business with with systems with training to be able to you know find the the perfect clients so they can actually hear the message that you have and want to work with you and see the benefits with that, you know, the hiding, the needing more visibility, um, that getting out of your comfort zone, where is it now? Where's the biggest struggles for you? Mm, funny enough, <laughs> like, did we talk about the drama here? No, this was before our pre-conversation, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, we were trying to find about, about the, the drama and you enjoyed yeah. getting getting into the drama and there's so much going on and you you enjoy all these challenges right yeah this is really i'm, I'm getting onto myself now it's like oh i know what needs to be done but like ugh, maybe it's a little boring maybe it's a little yeah you don't know what's coming back or it's just yeah. sorting some things or looking through some lists or it's this, this ambiguous relationship with boring things <laughs> or needs that need to happen Okay, or so like, you don't you I don't mean, like boring, right? I mean, that's that's, that's the, the weird thing. I mean, I love my Excel sheets. I love Excel sheets. It's so I love it, but it's 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 this weird relationship with. I think ah, maybe it's that. I mean, I'm a little into human design as well, and I'm a manifester, and I I see myself so much in this <laughs> persona. Mm. If you don't know, but this is. We love to initiate like this first thing, this first burst, like I have the creative spark, like I want to do that, but really the executing and really the following through until the very little end and to the very least last point of publishing and putting it out there. Yes. Ooh, this now, is, this, this is, is interesting. Really you know your human design. I know that mm -hmm. as, a, as a projector, mm. I need to be invited in and that we can help to see. That's why we do the roles that we do as a manifester. You know that you can bring it. You are the visionary. You have the ideas. You bring it into it. But then you mean following through and actually doing the work that needs to be done. Oh, yawn. I don't want to do that. I want to do this cool stuff over here, right? So uh, in the early days, I called the Chinese object syndrome, but I'm actually not sure. I just love to initiate. It's like, oh, I see so many opportunities. There's the the nuance. Yeah. There's a nuance. Yeah. You can be stuck on one category, you know, imposter syndrome, shiny object syndrome, whatever it might be. But what you said is, hold on. But then, but now you understand a bit more of yourself. Awareness is the first step with everything. Now you can start to put into that. So my question would be, how do you, how do you leverage this with this knowledge? You know you, you know what you want. You know what you're struggling with, and yeah, you are seeking help. You have business groups, masterminds to be able to unlock and do the work that you. No needs to be done. However, there's the first block, being a manifester and not wanting to follow through on this. 
how can we leverage that in order to get you to be the roaring success that you need to be to help as many women to you know, not reach that burnout phase? Mm. Yeah. For sure, at some point, having a team and then be able to delegate that. Yeah. I even remember back in my managing director role when I had like 150 people and stuff like delegating was so painful. It was so such a struggle, like with this trust. And we had a high fluctuation. I mean, it was the event business even like, like I know I can do checklists. I can do SOPs. I can do all that thing. But really yeah. then having this trusting relationship with someone to actually do it. I mean, I'm also the designer. It doesn't make it easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my design standards, like visual standards. So yeah, for sure, eventually to, to be able to, to have a team and have this, this trusted system. But for now, funny enough, I mean, I'm an emotional manifesto, so I don't have my emotional waves even. Mm-hmm. But for now, for me, I use it as a learning journey. So you don't use it against me. I'm learning to use it for me as a learning journey. Okay, like, oh, if I don't feel it today, what do I need to prepare or need to feel to be able to do it tomorrow or is it the maybe time of day I, I feel most inspired to do these kind of things? So for me, right now in this phase, it's it's more this self-exploration <laughs> journey of using it for yeah. me as a training wheel almost to, to learn from that. And eventually then, of course, outsourcing and having teams. But Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah that self-exploration is that self-discovery, being able to leverage yeah. and use you know, your cycles yeah. of today who you are, what you're good at, where your skills are, knowing your fears and yeah, having that forgiveness and grace. Mm. That's yeah. huge. So, ah, oh, your journey is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing you know, your business, how you help some amazing women and what you've been going through as the, as the solopreneur, as you grow into the, to be the CEO. Thank you so much, Mark. This is, I love conversations like this. We need more transparency and more perspectives. And there's so many paths and journeys. We only see these shiny objects, hero journeys from these gurus, but it has so many variations. Mm. And we are not lost. This is like, I always come back to this. Like, why, why is it exactly like how it's supposed to be right now? You're exactly right. Why? How is it not a problem where you are right now? This is a good thing to come back to. Love it's that. Exactly right to be. And well, Lily, thank you so so much. Look, if people want to find thank out you. more about you and about your coaching, where can they find you? Sure. So I hang out on Instagram a lot at at Lily Beyond. That's L I double L Y, Lily Beyond, and on my website at lilybeyond.com, and. Come hang with me. Let's chat. And I think we need more conversations around that. Yeah. I really appreciate absolutely. what you're doing. Everyone, here. go check that out. And Lily, thank you again for sharing so <laughs> openly about your journey. Beautiful thank to you. hear. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So, what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> See you next time. Bye.